Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Neil Thompson Speaks, where we talk to people who broke free of the corporate world's shackles to start their own business. I'm your host, Neil Thompson, official corporate shackle breaker. You can find this podcast on my website, neilthompsonspeaks.com. That's N-E-I-L-T-H-O-M-T-S-O-N-S-P-E-A-K-S.com, or you can find it on iTunes or Stitcher. Please subscribe and share. Today, I'll be speaking with Alicia Shapiro of Oliro Marketing, Alicia Forum. Valero Marketing in 2012 to help companies build brand awareness through social media, email marketing, and blogs. Want traffic to your website? Want to increase sales? Alicia is the one to call. I'm interested in speaking to her about her previous corporate life, the importance of social media in building a business, and her advice for entrepreneurs. Let's bring her in now. Hi, Alicia. Welcome to Neil Thompson Speaks. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks. Thanks for for taking time to be on on the podcast. So, first question: I mentioned in the intro that you 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 know you're a business owner now, but at one at one point you worked in in the corporate setting. What was the last nine to five you know employee job that you had? I was working at a bank and had been there for about six or seven years, and kind of was working my way up the little corporate ladder. And I just got tired of working for someone else. Like I wanted, I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to be able to help people in the way I wanted to help people without any special regulations or rules or policies. And, but so, yeah, I was working at a bank and it was a great job, but uh, just something I wanted to do differently. (laughs) Yeah, I, I get that. So from the, from your answer, it seems like what motivated you to, to go off and start your own business was just not wanting to be an employee anymore? Right, yeah. Um, I just felt like I could offer so much more to customers when I had full control over the policies and the services that I offered and the customer service uh, ethical background that I brought to it. Not that the banks weren't ethical, but you know what I mean. It was just uh, I felt like I had more control over what I could do, and I felt like I had so much more to offer. So that's why I wanted to break out on my own. I get it. I get you. You know, a lot of one. I think one of the big issues that a lot of people who are contemplating going off on their own, starting their own businesses, have is that fear of starting your own business. Did you have any of that fear? And if so, what did you do to to get past it? I had a little bit of fear. I kind of had a little thing in the back of my mind, like, what if this doesn't work? What am I going to do? But 
what I decided was there were so many more benefits of owning my own business and starting my own business than there was setbacks for me because I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? Let's say I don't get any clients, let's say, or I get very few clients. I don't, I'm not making enough money to sustain myself. Oh no, what's going to happen? The worst thing that could happen is I go back and I get a corporate nine to five job, you know? So um, I didn't really feel like that was such a negative thing. It was more of, if I have to, I'll go back to work at, in a corporate setting, but it was, it was, it was more of like a, I guess, just a backup plan. But like, I, I didn't want to focus on it too much because if you focus too much on the negative and the fear and what could happen, then it's going to prevent you from moving forward. So for me, it was more the benefits outweighed the negative. And I was just like, worst case scenario, I go back to work for a corporation. Best case scenario, I'm making it and I start my own company and I'm my own boss. So the way I looked at it. <laughs> you know, that's a really good way to look at it. And, you know, a lot of people, I, I'm sure that the ones that have these, these ambitions to start their own business, as I said, you know, they have this fear in the back of their mind that you know, what if things don't work out? But I think the way you looked at it was a smart way. You know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, the, the, yeah. job doesn't work, the, the company doesn't work out, then, you know, you go back to work in corporate America. But, man, for the people right. that actually want to make that jump and, and do it, I mean, they're really thinking this this is going to work. This is my plan A, B, C, D, E, you know, going down the line. So the idea, yeah. especially for someone like yourself who, you know, you, you left your corporate job because, you know, you wanted to work for yourself, you wanted to have more control, you wanted to offer what you wanted to offer to customers. I'm sure the idea of going back to a corporate job just seemed, just sounded just, just terrible. It did. I mean, I didn't, I definitely didn't want to go back to a corporate job, but I was like, if I have to, I will, but it's more of, um, it w- I knew, I knew if I did go back to a corporate job, it wouldn't be that long. Like I was always going to be planning my next step and how do I get out there on my own? So it was more, uh, it's more of like, I took, I would be taking this corporate job if I had to, but it was only going to be temporary until I got out there again. So I don't, cause I don't look at, for mine, it, it, it worked on the first try, but I know that for a lot of times, you know, businesses don't succeed on the first time and it takes two or three times to be successful. And so that's another thing that I looked at. I was just like, well, if this one doesn't work, I'm just going to find it something else to do on my own. So it was a backup plan, but it wasn't, and it was going to be bad, but it wasn't going to be like the worst thing ever. So that's, yeah. So when you, when you started your business, I'm just now I'm kind of curious. At what point would you have pulled the plug if if things that weren't going the way you'd want them to go? Well, I was gonna give myself a couple of years uh, to try it, and I know that kind of sounds like a long time, but you know they they say like um, I don't even remember the correct dad on this but it, it was like oh most businesses fail within the first five years or the first three years so I was going to give myself at least two or three years to get going because I knew it would take some time I didn't have any name brand recognition I knew it would take some time to get out there fortunately for me too um, my husband had a corporate job so his money 
could pay our bills if we needed to, and it would be extremely tight and we'd have to really buckle down and not splurge at all. But, you know, so anything I made would have been good. Um, so fortunately for me, I had a little bit of a cushion there that I could um, just get out and give myself some time to get going. And it did take me almost a full year before I got enough clients to sustain the income that I wanted, you know, the bare minimum income that I needed to have. So, um, you know, and then by year two and year three, I was off and running. So uh, I just would tell people to be patient. You know, it could take a year or so, but I gave myself, um, I gave myself three years to get going and and thankfully it did. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. So tell us about your your business. What exactly do you do and what do you provide clients? I provide social media marketing management services and consulting services to small business owners here in San Diego. And I guess it could be anywhere, but um, all of my clients just happen to be here in San Diego right now. And um, I, I meet with the small business owners who understand the value of having social media marketing uh, as part of their marketing strategy. And, but just maybe they don't have time to manage it properly or to manage it at all. You know, they're busy running their business and doing what they're good at. And maybe social media marketing is not their strong point. So I meet with the small business owner to find out what's been working, what hasn't worked, what they, you know, what they've tried, what they're doing, what they think their customers would want to know. And we put together a little strategy of what platforms to be on, how often to post, what to post. Um, oftentimes I need a little bit of the small business owner's help to, you know, gain uh, content like pictures and blog topics or whatever, but uh, for the most part, I I take over their social media marketing management, and I find the content to post for them. I schedule the posts. I manage any customer service issues that come up across all the platforms, and I'm, I'm just there to kind of be their surrogate social media marketer, and I can respond to clients quicker and faster and easier than they probably can. So I'm kind of like their middleman, but I, I just am trying to make the business owners find their own freedom again. Let me handle the social media management and let them do what they do best and run their business. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you'd mentioned that the majority, I guess, of of clients that you work with, they understand the value of, of social media marketing. Do you ever come across clients that, don't and if you do how do you convince them that social media is essentially the way to go yes i i actually come across uh of that a lot a lot of um sometimes owners business owners expect immediate results and that's the hardest thing to get them to be patient about with the social media marketing social media marketing is necessary nowadays for businesses. It's become the yellow pages of today. You know, you have to have a presence. You have to have an active presence. Um, you just have to be there. Uh, I, I, there's a stat, there's like 85% of people go to Facebook to find businesses before they even try to look you up on your website. So you, you, you have to have an active, consistent presence on social media. But it, it should be a part of the 
whole marketing strategy. Like you shouldn't, social media should only be one part of it. You still need to do advertising. You still need to do PR. Um, But I'm there to help with the social media part. And I have contacts that if needed, we can help out with advertising and websites and um, PR and things like that. But the, the hardest thing to get people to understand about this is marketing is not advertising. It's a part of it. Advertising is a part of marketing, but marketing solves sales problems. So if you look at it that way, it's a little bit easier to convince small business owners they need to have uh, their foot in the game or, you know, and you need to, you know, so marketing solves sales problems. That's what I start to tell people first. And if you're having a problem, maybe people don't know your brand or they don't know your product. That's brand awareness issue. Maybe there's a larger competitor in the industry and your position, your brand position isn't where it needs to be. Um, You know, there's, so there's different strategies we can take to help with the social media marketing and, and provide content but I, I tell people, you know, it solves sales problems, but it can take a couple of years before you really start to see that conversion rate. So I just emphasize that it's part of your marketing strategy. You need to have an active, consistent presence, but you need to be patient about it and it'll because it can often take a couple of years to start to see the results that people want to see. And advertising can help speed that up. Um, You know, different PR strategies you can use can help speed that up. But patient about it and and know that you're producing results even if you can't see them. I mean, you're taking the best practices and you're constantly putting them into play. And you just know in the back of your head that you're doing the right thing and the payoffs will come just probably not as soon as you wish them to be. So that's, that's probably the hardest thing, but I just try to tell people it's like, you know, social media marketing is kind of like business networking. You have to consistently show up if you want people to remember you and you can't just show up one time and expect all this business to come in. You have to build up the trust and the customer rapport online and have a great solid online presence. And then people are going to trust you and give you their business. So it just takes time. You know, I never thought of it that way, that social media is like business networking. But you know what? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You have to show up in, in, in order, you know, for things to happen. So you also have to be doing your, you know, as you said, being consistent with your social media marketing for things to happen. Absolutely. So another right. issue I think that people have is, you know, people that are interested in starting their own business is, is getting clients. You said that it took you about yeah. a year to finally get to the point where you were making, you know, money to, to sustain yourself and in year two and three, it just kind of, you know, skyrocketed. So going, you know, from when you first started, how did you go about getting clients? Well, fortunately for me, um, with working at the bank, I knew a lot of small businesses in the, in the local immediate Ocean Beach area. So I started there. I started with the people and the businesses that I knew. And I just went to them and I said, hey, you know, social marketing, social media marketing is becoming more and more important. Do you have anything that's working for you? Would you consider having me come and do a presentation? I'd love to show you what I can offer. 
So I started with going with the people I knew. And then once they joined on, and then they gave me referrals. And then they gave me referrals. And then I went to business networking meetings. And I constantly was putting my name out there. I joined the Ocean Beach Main Street Association um, because a lot of uh, small businesses um, here in Ocean Beach are a part of that. And they help you advertise and promote your business for free if you're a member. And they have networking events you can attend and parties and mixers. So I just was becoming a part of some local groups. I joined a group in Point Loma, uh, Ocean Beach. Uh, joined the Chamber, San Diego Chamber of Commerce and the San Diego BBB, went to their networking mixers and just started getting my name out there. And then by the time I was, you know, been there a few months and get, starting to get referrals and starting to get a couple of clients who could see what I was doing was helping them, then it just became easier. And Fortunately, I haven't really had to do a lot of advertising myself. Um, I've done a little bit, but most of my clients have just come from looking up people who I have a connection with, going out and visiting them, going to business networking events, and and then getting great client referrals. And so fortunately, that's been how I've been able to get the clients I've been able to get. Oh, excellent. You mentioned that you, starting out, you went to the small businesses that you knew from from your days at the bank. How did you approach them? Did you approach them in person with these phone calls, with emails? Did you find, and if if there's any of those three, where which ones were the most uh, successful? Um, you know, the the most successful was when I went. I would go to visit them in person because I already knew them. And so I just went to their place of business and if they weren't out there, I'd ask for the owner or, you know, and I'd call them by name and then it would just be easier to, it, it was kind of like a warm lead. You know, you already knew the person, they already knew you. Um, I had a great rapport at the bank. So a lot of my business clients really enjoyed my customer service. So for me, that was kind of a no brainer. I just wanted to go and put my face to my name again and say, Hey, I've started my own business. I'd really like an opportunity to help you with your social media marketing. And a lot of them were like, Oh, sure. No problem. We would love to have you. And so then after a few months, then they started making the referrals to a name is just a little bit easier for people. They, they also, you know, you're asking for social media, passwords and login information and people aren't comfortable giving that information to you over the phone or in an email they want to meet you and they want to make sure they're not getting scammed <laughs> so um, it's to me it's very important to meet the business owners face to face even if I first talk to them over the phone I like to set up a meeting where I just go and it's a free consultation meeting just to kind of get to know them and get to know their business and they can get, they have an opportunity to get to know me and that's been the most successful for me. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty smart. You know, another issue that I think people are thinking about going into business themselves struggle with is, you know, when you work for a corporate and you work in a corporate environment, you get paid every other week or however often you get paid and you know that's going to, you know, happen as long as you have the job. But when you work for yourself, you know, there are times when business is really good and you're making money hand over fist, and there's other times when 
business isn't as isn't as good. So, what advice yeah. would you have for pe- for people that are thinking about going into business for themselves to get through those lean times? Ooh, that is tough because, uh, like you said, that happens, and it happens more than once. It it kind of goes in cycles where you know, for the first few, you know. If, for the first couple of months you're, you're doing well. And then for a while and you kind of, you know, plateau off and then you're getting scared. Oh no, what am I going to do? So that happens a lot, but, (laughs) and I still get scared even after four years of owning my own business, it's still scary sometimes, but what you have to, you just have to have confidence in yourself and you have to believe in yourself and you just have to know that you're doing the right things. And you're doing everything you can. Now, there's times that you want to slack off and, you you know, you deserve a break. Sure. But in the lean time, you need to re-examine what you've been doing. Have I been doing everything I can be doing? Should I be going to extra networking meetings? You know, have I slacked off in attending those? Um, you know, you could think of new um, complimentary services that you could add on. I, I've done that a lot where um, I have a social media client and I realized, hey, they don't have a blog. And then I offer to write their blog. So that's an, that's an extra source of income now every month that I didn't have before. So you just kind of have to think of new ways and new, new ways to add value to your existing clients and make sure that you're doing – everything that got you point of, you know, being able to get all these clients, make sure you're consistently doing those actions. And then, like I said, just think of different ways to add value to your clients, whether it's adding a blog post or an email newsletter or um, giving them um, a website, redesign, you know, things like that. So there's just different things you can do to, kind of shore up the lean times because they will happen and they happen a lot unfortunately <laughs> that's excellent advice they especially especially adding complimentary services you, you know because you are the basically the master of your own domain you have the time to kind of think up these things and you know you right. just think you know what what other things can i offer these clients that i currently have that they're currently lacking that could potentially add value and then, right. you know, they start off complimentary, and then perhaps, you know, they become part of your offering, your, your, you know, your regular offering. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly. an excellent idea. That's an excellent yeah. idea. Another question, well, a question that I have is, so, actually, one, one follow-up question that, that I had is, in the work that you do, how many clients do you typically have at a time? Is there a, a certain max that, you, that you're willing to take on at, at, one, at any given time? You know, I haven't, I haven't achieved the maximum number yet, and I don't really even know what that is. Currently, I have about, about 25 to 30 social media and blog email clients. Um, yeah, about 28 to 30. And it's getting to the point where I'm going to have to cut it off soon or hire someone. Um but I feel like I would hire someone rather than say, Ooh, I can't take on any more people because I hate to turn away businesses that might need my help. So I think I would probably not put a maximum cap on there. I would just look for maybe I need to hire an intern if I can't afford to pay a full-time employee or, you know, maybe contract 
the blog writing part out so I have more time to do other things for my clients. So I, I would probably look for other ways to take care of the workload than to say, I can't take any more clients. I hate to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. An- another question, I guess maybe probably winding down, but a question that I, I also have is, especially for people that are starting out in with their own businesses, it's important for them to conserve as much cash as they possibly can. You don't want to spend your money, you know, frivolously. In your opinion, right. what should someone make a priority to spend money on, you know, shouldn't skimp on it and something that you can possibly skimp on? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, Well, first and foremost, you want to make sure, you know, that you've got all of the appropriate business license or tax certificates that you need. You know, um, you don't want to skimp out there for sure, because if you ever get caught legally or tax-wise or whatever, it's going to be a worse headache and nightmare for you. Um, You need – so – you need to um, make sure that you're fully licensed and, and got the appropriate paperwork, whether you're a sole proprietor, or, you know, you want to be a corporation right off the bat. Um, you need to take a look at your risks and what you're willing to take on and what you're not willing to take on. I'm a sole proprietor because I don't feel I need to incorporate at this time and I don't want to spend that extra money. So I'm willing to take a little bit more risks on because I don't feel like there's that many risks in my business, but if you were like a contractor or whatever, an interior design, something like that, you definitely want to make sure you're incorporated so you don't have any personal liabilities there. You also want to make sure that you get, you talk to an accountant or a good CPA gets you set up correctly the first time. It's so much more difficult to have to go back and redo your books if you've done them incorrectly. So it's more important to set up your books and your taxes the right way. Um, Websites are important, but I feel like you could go to GoDaddy and use their services and pay $500 and set up your own website to get you started. And then once you're up and running and you have a little more cash flow, then you can pay somebody $5,000, $10,000 to redo your website. So I think websites, even though they're vitally important and SEO is the buzzword and everything, I feel like that you can kind of skimp on a little bit and then pay someone later. <laughs> but I feel like the taxes the taxes and your, your QuickBooks, and that needs to be set up correctly from the get-go or you're going to be – hurting later on I'm and the other thing is to make sure you do keep your personal and so I'm a sole proprietor so basically my business is me but I have to keep my and it works out so much easier when it comes to tax time so like I said go talk to an accountant first get everything set up the right way make sure you're licensed and then you can use a GoDaddy website or something afterwards and set up your own stuff on your own first to save a little money that's excellent advice. And on that, I think we'll end. Again, thank you so much for calling in to Neil Thompson Speaks, Alicia. How can people that are listening in find you? Um, they can go to my website. It's aliromarketing.com, and that's spelled A-L-I-R-O marketing.com. 
Um, from there, you can email me with my contact form and my phone numbers there as well. Um, pretty much everything you need to know is on my website, aliromarketing.com. Excellent. So you've heard it here first, everyone. If you need social media marketing management help, blogs, email marketing, social media, Facebook, all that, all that good stuff, please. Alicia Sapiro uh, is the person to, to, to contact, and you can get a hold of her at aliromarketing.com. Again, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, everyone, that does it for another episode of Neil Thompson Speaks. To learn more about me and Neil Thompson Speaks, please visit neilthompsonspeaks.com. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. There are links from my website in addition to a link to this podcast. Until next time, please take care.